Welcome to the Mummy and Mind podcast. We're all about promoting mental well-being for mothers and discussing different ways to build better relationships in the family. Please connect with us on our socials at Mummy and Mind. Tune in and we really hope you enjoy. Hey, it's your host, Cammie, and welcome to another episode of the Mummy and Mind podcast. We're now on episode seven, and all the support we've received so far has been absolutely amazing. And if you aren't already, please follow us on our socials at Mummy and Mind. Today's show is brought to you by Joyous Crown. Joyous Crown is a baby and adult turban company that have combined the beauty of wearing a turban with an element of hair care. All Joyous Crown turbans are lined with satin jersey, which has huge benefits for all hair types. They promote soft, lightweight headwear that has lots of stretch and comfort, perfect for those crowns. All their turbans are handmade with love, whether for yourself or your little bundle of joy. They have got all of you covered. Follow them on their socials on Instagram, which is joyous.crown. And don't forget to place your first order. Moving on to today's show, we have a jam-packed episode and I'm really excited to introduce our next guest. She's a wife and mum. She's also a public speaker, singer and songwriter and all-round influencer, Cassandra Loco. Hey, Cassie. Thank you so much for taking the time out to do today's episode. How are you? I'm good and it's a pleasure. It's honestly a pleasure. I'm good. It's been... It's been a weird, a weird, like, last two weeks. I feel like life has been really weird, but very, I don't know, infor- like, I've just learned a lot, a lot about myself, a lot mm. about the world in the last two weeks. So, yeah. I'm no, good. that's good. Hopefully we can touch on a bit of that later on. Yeah. Um, just for anyone that's listening, I know most mums or anyone listening will know a lot about you and Carl and your family but for anyone that doesn't um can you tell us a bit about what life was like before you were a mum before you got married what did life look like for Cassie what did life look like so I was going to church and I had been I've been going to church probably I've been saved now let's say about 11 years Mm. So I was like an avid churchgoer though. Like I'd be there on a Monday, on a Tuesday, on a Wednesday, on a Thursday, on a Friday, like one of the, I was literally there all the time. Um, I was working in a bank. So um, I was working as like a bank clerk in um, a bank. And yeah, I was just, I was, it was, I always say that during, I feel like just before I was a mum and before like my wedding and stuff, I was not in a bubble world, but I was in a bubble world, if that makes sense. I yeah, was, I do know what you mean. Like not, yeah. like, not mundane, but like repetitive. Yeah, a repetitive. I kind of just saw the world in like, you know, I'm a Christian. Everything happens good for me. Like, you know, God is good all the time. Nothing bad can happen. And so like, major my, challenges. Yeah, there's not. Yeah, because I'm Christian now, I'm not going to go through like bad times because I'm Christian. I just, I, that's where I was. I was kind of in like this just doing the same thing every day, just kind of like bubble. And um, yeah, things were going really well. Carl had at that time, he had a book deal on the table um, and with J.K. Rowling's like publishers and he had a, a music deal on the table. So things were going really well just before the wedding. And then, yeah, the bubble broke. But yeah. But yeah. So can you tell us a bit about um, when... I, I know what, what sort of happened in that time before your wedding. Um, so we'll touch on that a bit later. But in terms of um, 
like when you I would say became a respected influencer and you know you and Carl were doing amazing things in the community before you went viral but Mm -hmm. what what was life like after your wedding day did you know it was going to have such a massive impact on social media or on people's lives your wedding day or did you just think the wedding's done now we're going to post a picture and it would just be like a standard wedding that just gets posted a few times yeah I just literally that I I wasn't really savvy with the the whole like social media wedding stuff like viral I, I didn't know anything really about that um as such I didn't yeah I didn't really understand it so I was just thinking that I'm gonna post this picture and yeah you know I was like to Carl you know post on your page because at the time like you said he's already doing stuff in the community so he had like 10,000 followers already so I was like post on your page and if we get like a thousand likes oh my gosh that would be so good (laughs) and then I was like I'll post something on my page and like if I get like I had like 800 followers I was like if I get some likes you know oh that would be so nice and then because again I wasn't really a social media person I just kind of like turned my phone off left it to the side not turn it off but just like put it to the side I was just carrying on with my normal day and then came back and my phone it was like it was glitching like I went on Instagram <laughs> and it kept saying one second one second I was like Ooh. like I posted something and it just I kept seeing one second one and I was like oh look I think something's happened because it, it wasn't making sense <laughs> and then I clicked on the picture and within an hour it had like 10,000 likes and shares wow. and and I was just like what and it was it was the thing about it is that just because like I said Carl had a he was a public figure before the wedding so he was Mm. already doing things but I really I was worked in a bank I was really out of it in that sense I did stuff in the community but I wasn't as outward faith so he had always said oh when we get married you know our wedding it's gonna like we're gonna be in a magazine and I just kind of like oh yeah so when the (laughs) wedding happened and obviously I knew we weren't going to be in magazines and I knew that there weren't anyone that cared like that about the wedding. I remember on the wedding day, there was like these few um, people that were like across the road and they were taking pictures of me because I don't know, I was in a wedding dress and I was in London and they was thinking, oh, I don't know, nice. So I was like, oh, look, there's paparazzi, like making jokes. So I didn't think at all that anything like what happened was about to happen. Not at all. That's crazy. I, you know, I've I've never, you know, when you watch um video cli- um clips or like a summary of a wedding, it's normally like five minutes long, and that's enough. I've actually yeah. sat and watched the full hour length of your wedding video. <laughs> Look, I even like for a long time, I didn't even watch it. I was like, this is so long. Who's sitting down to watch one hour of a wedding? And then I watched it, and I was like, oh my god, it's my own life. I love the wedding video. I think it just made everyone, anyone that isn't married or even if they are married, you're like, I want a wedding like that. Or you're just seeing you and Carl and just the genuine love and everyone there that you could tell attended genuinely wanted the best for you. And you can just tell like the love in the room. And I think that is, again, like I said, I would say kickstarted your career in terms of an influencer because it was like, you look, you look like us, you sound like us, but you're still living such a, a life that's just it just looks so amazing mm-hmm. and it's like that is a possibility that I can also have something like yeah. that and I think that's what made it so relatable and just made people just really fall in love with you and Carl and just like your brand so once that sort of happened did you realize okay maybe this is something that I want to now get into because I know you, you like set up a YouTube yeah. channel and stuff like that so is that is that when you like you know I want to start focusing on this now I might want to leave the 
my my bub like nine to five or, or doing all that stuff and maybe pursue trying to be someone that people want to look into our lives what was that like so um before so like Carl was like I said uh, he was already a very much like out there in the public quite a bit so he had already started um you know he was doing things with the Branson so he was around that and he already had like a a social media presence I'd say he did have a social media presence so I kind of we would go to like um events and stuff and maybe talk about him starting a YouTube channel he had a lot of friends we had friends who there's someone called Mimi and Alex Icon they had like they have like one million followers on Instagram it's a big YouTube channel so they would we'd go to them and they'd kind of say yeah start a channel to call and stuff like that but again I was always kind of like oh I'd love to do something like that but I didn't have the influence for it so I was just like oh I do like videos on Instagram um like same similar to what I do with my Monday motivations now I haven't done a them in a while but yeah that's what I used to do I used to do it on Instagram from before and on Twitter Twitter and stuff like that but I just didn't have a platform for it so I'd do it but I'd Mm. get like 10 views (laughs) I'd do stuff but no one was really watching at the time I was like in a girl group I'd see to sing and we'd like open for different acts we open for Kurt Franklin so I was I was doing things but I didn't have no one was it I didn't have a big enough platform. So as soon as the wedding happened and I realized that people had gone viral before, but not everyone gets a following from it. If that makes sense, you might have pictures go viral or video viral, but then all of a sudden, and I always say like it's God's grace because all of a sudden my platform went from in a, like a week, 800 followers to 10,000. And then it just kept growing and people seemed so interested in me and what I do and how I like just yeah and I was just like okay and one of my friends was like why don't you not start a YouTube channel and I was like mm, I don't know like do I want to start a YouTube channel and then was like okay we'll put the wedding video on the YouTube channel and it depended on how it does then we'll think about it and as soon as we put, yeah, boy did it do as soon as we pull it on the in like on YouTube it just it went crazy again like it just that was another right, like another viral moment, and we just—I think we got like ten thousand um, YouTube followers in a day, and then from wow. there, I was like, okay, let me. This is this is not just—you know when it's like something's pushing you in a direction. I was like, God is obviously in this because I haven't done anything, I haven't thought this through, planned this, or tried to do any of this on my own. One thing with the Instagram yeah. pictures, one of my friends was like, okay, we're going to put it up. We're all going to put up a certain picture. And I think it was even then Black Lives Matter. So something had happened. And we was like, you know, we're all going to put up a picture of us like um, with our fists up. Yeah. yeah. And we all pulled it up at the same time and we was hashtagging it. So I know that that, I didn't know that that caused like people, more people to see it. But I know that that was something to do with obviously more people being able to see the picture because we all put the picture up at the same time but all of us didn't really have that many followers so yeah no but that's amazing it's like, like I, said, I think it's such a testimony in terms of when god wants something for you it's effortless yeah. you don't put your own strength in something and the doors are just open like continuously open and i think it's down to you or us to accept maybe this is where god is calling me to go a hundred percent a hundred percent and i think um now as well looking back at it and I I use this in my life now is that there was so much that I was supposed to be learning 
in the times where mm. I thought, oh, this is where I know I put this video up, I should be going viral, or I do this and I should be, this should be happening, or why am I only getting 10 views? But I was learning a lot then. And I used to um, yeah. like lead a girl's class at church. And I didn't realize that all I was doing then and pouring into people and te- I didn't know that I was going to then use it for my platform. So it's like, it made me realize that God's timing is perfect timing. And the, when he wants something to happen, he will do it. So you trying to rush a process makes no sense. You just need to enjoy whatever season you're in at the time. because It's yeah. probably what you're going to need for your next season. So I kind of get that now. I don't try and rush moments. And so I'm just yeah. like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing now. Let me do it because I don't know what I'm going to need it for in the future. And I think this is what the wedding and everything going viral taught me really. So I know your wedding went viral and it was such a beautiful day. It was shared by so many people. But I know behind the wedding, there was, you know, a big story, um, a life, life-changing life event, um, which you talked about when your bubble burst. Mm. Can you share with us a bit about what, uh, in your YouTube channel, especially about your wedding, you do share that your wedding was so beautiful because it was a promise from God because everything had happened to you. Can you share with us a bit about what happened just before your your wedding yeah so I did say that Carl had like a book deal on the table he had a um a a record deal on the table and you know I was just I feel like we was traveling the world amazing things were happening and then uh, it was mother's day and I basically found out my mum wasn't really feeling well and then I went to the mm. hospital and was told that she had stage four cancer. So as far as it like stage four bowel cancer and she didn't really have long to live. And that just yeah. shocked my whole, it just shook everything. If that makes like my whole life that I had been, I don't know, making plans. Um, you know, we had been saying, the bubble. You were yeah, talking about it well. just broke. Like literally it just, that bubble just in terms of me thinking that I'm a believer, nothing bad can happen. No bad things happen. It all just, yeah, just that moment kind of fell apart in terms of just what I, I, how I saw the world basically. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And it was a roller coaster of just emotions and feelings. And that was, she got diagnosed in April and then passed away in June. And that was a month before I was supposed to be married. So I was actually supposed to be married in 2015. Um, and yeah. then obviously when she passed, it was just too, too... At first I was still carrying in my head like, yeah, we're going to... But then it was just too much for me. And yeah, so it was delayed a year. And at that time, Carl's book deal went through, didn't go through. So that fell away. His record deal didn't go through. So everything basically went wrong. Like everything <laughs> went wrong all in to that that a couple of months and I remember just feeling like my life is over I was depressed and everything just felt like yeah this is just like what's the point basically so I know you're talking about things just happening all of all, all at once you know I think that a lot of people can relate mm-hmm. to that and sometimes that can trigger it's trauma it can trigger you to just not be yourself um grieving again is something that a lot of people really struggle mm-hmm. with what impact did your mum's passing have on your mental health um especially like you said I think in one of your YouTube channels as well you talked about after your your mum passed you 
it was like it wasn't real or you know you still want to actually go ahead with the wedding you thought you could do yeah. it did, when did it hit you that this was something that I, this is something that I can't do I'm, I'm struggling right now with coping with with my mum's passing I went to a wedding that was the first step and then I just was like there's no way I can like I just saw how happy everyone was and I wasn't happy and I don't know if I realized mm. I wasn't happy I just think I was just getting on with life and Already, because I was a person that was kind of like the go-to to speak to, the go-to to advise, I was a leader. I kind of just felt like I had to go on. Like I had to just carry on. I had yeah. to say, you know, everything is fine. And then it's like, it just was too much. Like mentally, physically, it just became too much. And I just realized that, no, I'm actually going through depression. I need to actually grieve. I haven't grieved. I've just kind of just got on with life. And um, yeah. Um, I also just realized that I don't know. I, I um I was speaking to someone else recently on another podcast, and I said something. I was just, he, you know, they said something to me, and they was like, "When your parent dies, it's almost like a part of you dies with that parent." And that's why I, mm. I felt like I was never this. I was, I was, I'm not the same cast now that I was pre my mum passing, and not in a negative way. In a way that like I've just everything changed it's almost like I just got this new lease of life after so I went through the depression the sadness and then I just realized that life is so short and I guess it just made me see life in a totally different way in terms of just like you know what you do with it what you do with your time what you do with moments and how you yeah so the obviously as my mum passed I was like it was so hard but it's a daily it's a daily thing. It's a thing that I feel like with grief, you feel like you go through all these different emotions, all these different feelings, mourning the loss of the person. And God just basically dragged me through that. I can't even, people will be like, oh, you're so strong. And I'm like, I wish I could just take credit for this. But when it first happened, it was horrible. And that's when I realized that I hadn't really had a relationship with God. I was just in a religion. I weren't. Mm. I didn't have a relationship with God. I didn't trust Him. I didn't look like I would. Yeah, I just realized so much about God in that season, and that's when I started to really have a relationship, a conversation. I'd speak with God, and yeah. He kind of just bring me through my emotions and make uh, help me to understand the grief that I was going through, and realize that. I think when you're a baby Christian, yeah. um, like you, you're in the bubble, it's like God's constantly giving to you. It's like you're a child and he's constantly, everything, every blessing I want, I'm like, God, yeah. I want this. And then within two weeks, like, yeah. I got it. And then when something happens, it's like now you need to give to God. Like you now need to rely on him for something else rather than something physical. Yeah. And that's, I think that takes you from, like you said, a religion to a relationship. Yeah. It's like having a discussion to ask him, why has this happened? Can you explain it to me? And even if I don't get the explanation, can you help me move that's on? That's it. And that's what I think. Or can you help me cope? That's what I think he just kept doing. He kept helping me cope with the situation. Like it was so much for my mind. Like I couldn't, I was just like, but why couldn't she have lived? Or why couldn't she have this? Or why couldn't she? And it was just a constant back and forth. And just, just the, I just got to rest. I just literally, I say, I didn't have anything else. You know, when it comes to something like as big as losing your mom or grief or any sort of pain it's like you can't rely on a friend I couldn't rely on a friend and that's what I used to do before I couldn't rely on no one could take the pain away so I was just like I'm just gonna give it to God mm-hmm. and I literally just gave it to him I was like I can't carry this but you can carry it like and I just gave it to him 
And from that moment, I just felt like every day it's just been a journey of just, yeah, just yeah, me giving it to God, him giving me what I need. And yeah, it's just a journey. Yeah. So let's fast forward a couple of years now. You've, you're married, you, you're, you've started the YouTube channel, you and Carl blow in, and then you find that you're pregnant. Was that something that you, did you always wanted to be a mum? Did you know this was definitely something that, you know, people always dream of their wedding day and then sometimes some women also dream about having three or four kids. Was having a child something you always wanted? It's definitely not something that I always dreamed of. <laughs> no, oh, really? like I wasn't. I don't know what I was as a child, but I just wasn't that child that dreamt of a wedding. I don't think I had those, like, I don't know what I dreamt of, but it wasn't, like, those things or, like, um, <laughs> having a child. I kind of, like, my pastor, Carl, would be like, oh, you know, when we have children, I'd kind of be like, uh-huh, yeah, <laughs> maybe one day. Like, not that I didn't want to have children. I just feel like I was a very much a person that was like, me, what I'm going to be doing. How, like, I was a very carefree, wake up. Okay, I woke up today. What am I going to do? Oh, let me just walk down the road. So to me, having a child always seemed like that can't be possible because now I'm going to have to be thinking about a child, etc. So I kind of always, like, pushed that to the back end of... Me and Carl would kind of say, maybe when we're, like, 30, 31. And, yeah, that was, like, our plan. <laughs> we had a plan, like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, probably by then I'd kind of been bored of doing all the stuff that I want to do for me. I don't know. So he line wasn't yeah. planned at all. <laughs> he was so much not planned that when I found that I was pregnant, I literally thought that I had got pregnant, but it was a glitch on the test. And that day that day, <laughs> the day before I had drank two like cans of super malt and I was like, it's that. I remember I just kept saying to Carl, trust me, it's a super malt. It's done something. And I was even Googling it. Can super malt change a pregnancy? I was sure. I was like, there's no way I'm pregnant. We did about five tests. Literally. We'd be like, nah, nah, nah let's do another one. Nah, 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 let's do another one. Nah, 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 it can't be. <laughs> Carl would be like, no, nah, let's do another one. And then we finally was like, okay, yeah, I'm pregnant. <laughs> so before Lion was born, obviously a lot of people... Um, would have would have known about him because you attended a very important wedding, didn't you? While you were yeah. <laughs> I went to. Um... So what was that like? Being, you know, you're in this, you're in this scene. You're at a royal wedding, and you're also pregnant. What were the things going on in your head? Did you like this is a moment that I need to remember to 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 let Lion know about? Or were you nervous? Were you like, no, this is where I should be? What What was all the emotions going on in your, I in your mind? I had so many emotions. First of all, I was thinking about how I'm going to look. <laughs> yeah, so much so, because I was like, I don't want people to be like, I don't know. I was just thinking, oh, I'm going to just look so, what am I going to wear? Like, I was thinking about that. That was one of the main things I think that was so hard about the wedding. I was thinking, what am I going to wear? I was also thinking, obviously, I was like, oh, I've got like, like lion, um, what a memory to tell him that he attended the royal wedding. But I, my pregnancy I was really nauseous and sickly mm. and like yeah, I was, that was what was on my mind as well if I was gonna be able to just like they, they they had told us about walks the walk like there's like a walk into the church and I was just thinking am I gonna be able to get to the church <laughs> am I gonna be able to walk in the church it looked like a very long yeah. walk because I remember there was they were showing people walking I'm thinking this is and then long. I don't know who told me to wear kitten heels 
So I was just like, this is a long walk and being pregnant and having like pelvic pains and stuff like that. But I was fine. Then when I was in the wedding, I started to have contractions. No And it was a, I don't remember what the date of the wedding was, but it was a time where I could have had him. It was possible. Like, so I started to have um, contractions, but there was a doctor there that's like a good friend of Carl's. And he was just like, anyway, it would be a great, it'd be a great story, wouldn't it? You get hijacked, hijacked. Literally, it would be a great story and I'm here. So, so we were just like, but I don't know if it was maybe my excitement that was probably just causing him to just be kicking and yeah. So, you know, um, you talked about you starting to have contractions at that time. So obviously I'm guessing um, he was due very soon. So what, when I, when I was in labour, and it was my my labor was three days and it was so oh, painful wow. throughout that whole time all I could think of was like my mom I thought you know everything I put her through and when I gave birth so many people say when they give birth the first thing they think about is their mom they think about their parents all the things they put their their parents yeah. through um and then obviously you, you know you you, you try and say you know my mom's so so everything that's happened or you know I understand now and you understand so many sacrifices mm-hmm. that your mom mm-hmm. makes mm-hmm. You. what was that like in terms of because you know your mom's not there at that moment was there a trigger with the fact that you're now a new mom and everything you've gone through did you look back on your childhood and your relationship you had with your yeah mom? definitely that was I think I call it second grief I grieved again I grieved a lot when mm. I had Lion and that process, like you're saying, you look, you like, unfortunately, sometimes, especially as children, we judge our parents. Like we look at them and we're like, why they didn't yeah. that? They should know better. They should know this. They should know that. And I think having my son just made me realize that you don't, it's not like you grow and you have a baby and you become a mum. Obviously you're, you have the yeah. as a mum, but you're the same person and you're learning and you're, I just realized, and then obviously the pain that you go through in labor and just knowing that I'm going through that sort of pain. And then not only am I going through that sort of pain, but that's what my mom had to go through. And I was rude to her. Like, I just kept thinking about yeah. all the moments. <laughs> that I was rude to her for this. I was rude to her for that. And all she wanted, because I, you know, the love you feel when you have your child, like an instant connection and love all she wanted was the best for me so it was like I just yeah. I same I just want to say sorry I wanted to tell her I understand I wanted her to yeah I want I just wanted to her to know that stuff and I felt like oh I don't get to tell her and also just get to have the moments that I feel like as a new mum your mum has been through it and my mum was so good with children yeah. as well it's like she worked with children her whole life so I was like I don't get to say you know mom how do I do this mom how do I do that mom how do I do this and I think that that was difficult but Carl's mom is like so amazing like she just Mm. yeah she really helped with that process and I think how she helped the most is not being too pushy not making like she kind of just respected the fact that I don't have my mum, my my actual mum, but she can be a mum figure to me if I want her to be. So she won't like, you yeah. got this, you got that. She was just like, yeah. Oh, well, she'll give me advice. Yeah. So it was just, it was hard. And I did feel like I went for a second wave of grieving, but um, 
I think having Carl's mum there. And then what is so strange is instinctively, and I don't know if it's innately inside of you, is like all the stuff my mum did was, I don't know, it was just like I found myself doing things that I knew my mum would do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I was like, what the heck? Like, I don't know, things that I didn't, I just don't know, I didn't even realise that I'd remembered that or remembered something she may have said or, yeah. And it was like, it made me realise how much your parents, like, I don't know, their involvement in just you as a person and who you are, it was just like in me naturally. So I felt like yeah. she was, I was being advised for her, from her and I didn't even realise basically, so. No, that's amazing. So one of the main reasons that I wanted you on as a special guest was because for me, as I'll say a viewer or a follower, you know, I... It's, it's easy for me to sit there and wait for your Monday motivation or your next YouTube um, video to come out. You know, if I'm feeling down, I can go on one of your posts and, you know, the content you put out there is motivational, it's influential, it's uplifting. Um, but as you, the person that's writing these things, is there pressure to always be that positive person, to be that public figure for everyone? Um, there used to be. There used to be a pressure in terms of me just having to have content out because if I don't have content out, then like people are going to unfollow me. The people are not going to feel this or I I used to have that pressure. And then I realized again that the same thing that I was saying about just learning from my journey and not trying to like be like, oh, I need to be doing this. I have to do this or I have to be like this or I have to just I realized that the reason even why I think I've been able to build a following if you want to say that, or build like a community, that's how I feel more. Yeah, it's because I share my journey. So it's more yeah. not about, I'm, I don't, I wouldn't say I purposely try to be influential or uplifting. I kind of just share the journey that I go on. So whether it be I was going through some type of anxiety and then what helped me get through that anxiety and then sharing it or whether it be like the grief and how I use that grief, not just to like, to be what maybe just made me a sad and bitter and angry person, but what, what, how I use that grief to push it into purpose. And yeah, things that I thought like I would never do. I kind of just share the journey and that's become easier because it's nothing. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not thinking, Oh, how do I put out good? It's just like, okay. What, are they, what am I going through right now? And how can I share it? And that's what I do, literally. I'm just like, okay, yeah, I went through this. How can I share it? And before, I think anyone that's close with me, my friends, family, anyone that will know that, I'm a very honest person. Sometimes I used to think, oh, God, too honest. But I always say that God uses the parts of you that you think he can use any part of you. And I guess that extreme honesty, that emotional side of Cass, everyone's like, oh, Cass, you're so emotional, helps when it comes to social media and my posting. Definitely. It really. So it's like, sometimes I'm like, oh, Cash, you share too much. But that will be the post that everyone's like, oh my gosh, thank you. That's how I was feeling. Rather than me glossing it up and making it sound all pretty, I just, and now I've got to a point where I try not to share. I, do you know what it is? I do share sometimes when I'm going through something, when I'm believing God for an outcome. I try not to share when I'm, I'm in a place of just confusion because I just feel like that's going to confuse the people that I'm sharing it with. But more of a place yeah. when I'm, you know, going like when, I'm, when I've come to a resolution in my mind about it and I'm, you know, I, or I've overcome it. That's when I share. So, 
yeah i think that's important because like you said you know you, you have got a platform and even though you said you you don't feel you don't just put content out for no reason there is still a responsibility yeah um to people that are that are um watching or reading your posts and your captions and i think if there's no end result at the at the end of your caption it's sort of like left in limbo yeah. <laughs> as a as a listener or someone that's um reading you're thinking oh wait so th- th- there's no happy ending that's there's it. no we, we we've won at the end you know and, and, I- and it's nice to see that journey where you start off with the the, the the confusion bit you talk us through the the, the tell testimony but in the end you've won yeah. and that's what's so nice and so real about it and I think for me I used to see a lot of especially when I was going through the grieving I'd see I'd go on something and people would be like I'm just like sad and I could relate to that and I'd be like I'm sad too and then I'd cry and then I'd still be sad <laughs> I could still mm. feel sad and I'd be like but that, what like I don't understand like what is like I'd see people and they'd be like yeah your life is never the same again and I'm like okay but I can't I used to just feel like in my head I can't feel like this forever it's too much like how I'm feeling yeah. is too much or I'd go through something and I'd be like this is but me obviously what I used to always I'd be like now I'm like when I'm going through something I'm like oh well god I know that I'm going through this and this is not my final destination of it and as I'm going through this, I'm learning. And hopefully as I learn, I'll be able to give it to someone else. And that's just how I see situations now. I'm like, you go through it, you grow you grow through it. And yeah, you come to some sort of understanding and then you're able, I'm able, God, you give me the platform to be able to share. So when I see someone, it's such a weird feeling now. So if I see someone go through something, God, they'll message me and I just kind of like laugh. I'm like, oh gosh, I know that. I know that pain yeah. you're feeling and I understand it. I can identify with it. But I can also tell you that that doesn't have to stay there like that forever. And if you mm. want it to and you want to just be there, it can. But if you want to move past it, you definitely can because I've done it. And I think that's what's always um, encouraging even for me. I love look. I love speaking to people who are going through situations knowing that, oh, don't worry, you're going to come out okay. Like so. Yeah. So one thing that you, you post a lot about is shooting your shot and talking things that aren't as if they are. So can you tell us a bit about your TED Talk? Because I felt like when that came to pass and you talked about you it being a conversation or a thought, it actually happening, what was can you, what was that whole journey like? And, and then when you actually had to do the recording? Oh, it was a whirlwind of a journey because um, I always, obviously Carl had done a TEDx talk and because of that he watched a lot of TEDx talks anyway he just watched loads of TED talks all the time and I'd watch them with him and I'd see people and I'd be like oh what a great story or what a great this or what a great that I just loved TED talks I loved to watch them I loved um like just hearing people's different opinions and how they felt about things and yeah so I'd watch a lot of them but with me before I'd say I'm, I was a person that was always like I would I was in the background. So like I said, I'd go to co- events with Carl. I didn't really enjoy it. I'd be like, oh, no one's going to want to know about me. Like I work in a bank and I had nothing to, I had kind of always feel like that. And after my mum passed and I was like, nope, step outside of your box. Don't stop mm. just living like you're, you have a purpose. God's called you for a reason. There's something inside of you. Carl has, I always say I always would support Carl and like follow him to his talks, his events. And I'd never ever feel like, oh, I want to do this or this is something I should be doing. I'd just be like, I didn't, that's what I'm saying. I didn't realize then I was learning. I didn't realize I was even learning from him, like going to different events and stuff like that. So obviously he'd done his TEDx talk. And then I was like, um, looking for, um, and I wanted him to do another one. 
random. I was like, oh, Carl could do another one, actually. Carl could do, could do more than one. So I was looking on the website, and then I saw that they did a podcast. And I was like, oh, let me maybe um, do this, like, apply for it for him. So I did that. And then I was just like, I was watching another TikTok. I was like, oh, maybe one day I'd want to do one. But it was just like a passing thing. It wasn't anything so, like, yeah. I, mean, I was like, maybe one day I want to do one. And then it kind of, I watched another one. I was like, actually, I'd love to do one of these one day. Like, I think, oh, yeah, in the future, far future when I'm, you know, more, <laughs> I don't know, established. And I was like, that could be a good thing for me to talk about. You know, I, I don't know what I talk about, but yeah, I talk about probably like the journey I've been on and yeah. Blah, blah. And then I tweeted it. But, you know, tweets are just like your thoughts. So I just tweeted it. So I was like, one day I'm going to do a TEDx talk. And I literally meant 10 years from now that in my head that's what I was thinking 10 years maybe five if we're you know if God really does some amazing things and then um a friend of mine messaged me and was like oh here's a link to like a website I went on the website and I was just like looking about what they were saying about TEDx talks but there was nothing like talking about I didn't know how to get to like do my local TEDx talk I didn't really understand it then I was thinking oh do you know what maybe I could start my own TED talks because I'm not ready to do a TED talk but I could get people to do TED Talks and maybe it could get Carl to do a yeah. TED Talk or something like that. And then still nothing. Then one day I was just scrolling on Instagram, as you do, and I literally saw um, uh, a Peckham TEDx Talk and they were saying that they're looking for people. from the, They've chosen a few people, they're looking for people from the community. And then I literally clicked it and was like, oh, let me just apply. Like, what's, I don't know. It was The topic was far from home. And I wrote something up and I thought, okay, this might be a good idea. And, you know, now thinking about it, I know people take real like a lot of time to do that. They think about it. But I was just like, yeah, let me just write this up really quickly. Did it. And then just left it. Didn't think anything of it. I even forgot about it, to be honest. And then maybe a month later, I got a message saying, we would love for you to do the TEDx talk. You've been accepted. Wow. And I was just like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I remember being like, no there's no like how like what what am I even going to talk about I don't even remember what I even wrote on the application that I said I was going to talk about so I had to <laughs> message them and I was like oh hi I lost my write-up that I did for the application which obviously I didn't do a write-up like I said I literally <laughs> didn't do anything Please yeah so could you send it to me so they just sent me what I wrote and then I read a TEDx book like how to talk like TED I remember I studied it. I was just, yeah, and I, I think I had like three months to prepare. And then I would do the TEDx talk that I had and that I'd like got all these statistics and done all of this stuff. And I'd do that. And then people would be like, oh, yeah, it's um good. The TED book would be like, you know, do it to friends and see what they think. And they'd be like, it's good. But, um, you know, maybe on the date it will be better. And, you know, like, you'll do, obviously you'll fall in. Oh, and in yeah. my head, I was like, this is it this is what I'm doing what do you mean like I kept being like what do you mean and then I got to the end of the TED book and it was just like saying all of this stuff that we've told you in the book is great but at the end of the day you just need to go in there and be yourself and I think that was the biggest <laughs> takeaway from the whole book and I was just like why did I read this book that was what I needed to take was just that just be yourself and I basically scrapped the TED talk that I had in the last like maybe three weeks and was just like what do I how can I yeah say this and I just was like I'm just gonna go in there and be Cass I was so nervous on the day I was even more nervous there was some like people that I felt like oh my god they're just amazing they're gonna I what is my I don't even like oh they're gonna no one's gonna want to hear what I've got to say 
And I was so nervous. I said to the person, oh, do you know what? It's okay. Like, I know that we spent time and I've rehearsed and I've come, and, but you know what? It's okay. I just don't want to do it anymore. And they were like, just stop being silly. Everyone had notes and like um, bullet points on their slides. I had no notes. I just had pictures. And I was like, oh, I thought, I didn't know we was allowed to have notes or anything like that. So people had detailed notes and I was just so nervous. But I went on the, when I got out there, something just happened. I just felt like I was in my living room. I began to speak and I just felt like, oh, I'm in my living room with my friends and I'm just speaking. (laughs) And it just flowed. And yeah, that was it. No, it was such an amazing talk. Um, I want to um, also just ask for anyone, any mums that are listening or anyone that's listening that wants to sort of tap into the sort of um, industry that you, you and Carla mm-hmm. in, have you got any tips on how, any pros and cons into the industry and how they can balance it if they are a mum with motherhood? Yeah, um, I'd say if, is it, I always say to people, is it something that you actually want to do? or is it something that you've seen people do and think that oh this could be good because I think that's where if it's something that you naturally actually want to do and you know you like sharing and you you know feel like you have a space there then go for it don't look at the numbers don't look at who's watching how many people are watching just do it do it from a genuine place enjoy it and be yourself and the numbers will build it could and I always say because obviously I was getting how many views 10 views I said when I was putting out videos but a moment can change everything and it can go from 10 views to 30,000 views to 100,000 views to what it just can change so don't worry about the numbers and also impact I remember I used to worry so much about numbers I'd be like only a thousand people watch this and Carl would be like if a thousand people right now was in front of you and you was talking to them would you feel like you've done something would you have accomplished something I'm like yeah even if there was five people, I feel like, and they, was, yeah. and I think he kind of made me see it like that. So it's that part of it. It's also understanding that this can be, for me, um, it's, it's you're, you're putting your life out there and people are going to have opinions on your life that are not always the opinion that you want. So it's knowing who you are as a person as well and being comfortable in that. If you're putting out your relationship, also having a strong foundation and um, even with me and Carl now, he, we still, we've kind of come back off of the vlogging together, et cetera. And we're going to go back, <clears throat> sorry, we're going to go back to it. But I think the pressure of having to have content out there as a couple can weigh on the fact of you actually being a couple. I remember there were times mm. where I'm just like, okay, we've got to do this video. We've got to go here. We've got to do this. And we'd be doing it, but we're not, we weren't spending time together. I can't explain it. It was just such a weird thing. So that's why we kind of like, was like, you know what? Let's just not do this right now and just do us and then figure out how to incorporate the vlogging into it rather than doing it the other way. So I'd say, yeah, making sure you have a solid foundation and knowing that this can be, it's such, it can, I, I, I always hear a lot of negative things sometimes about being an influencer or influencing people or doing YouTube, but it can be for me personally now, how I see it is like, it can be such a, to look back on videos that I've done, seeing me and Carl's journey is amazing. If I take anything away from it, um, that is amazing. And just a few people who will be inspired by your journey, even if it's not, you know, it doesn't have to be thousands and millions and it doesn't, it just it is an, a beautiful journey when you are able to share things online and people really resonate with it. So if you feel like that's something that you can do, 
then do it and you can make money from it I'm not gonna lie and say you can't you really can so (laughs) that's one another plus you can and be a stay-at-home mum which I love being with my son and and still make money at the same time so yeah it's it's a, it's, it's a good thing so I just say yeah those are my tips for you just to enjoy it enjoy it if you're doing it if you're wanting to do it enjoy it and look into it look into you know it's not it doesn't have to be anything time consuming it can build to that so yeah you know, thank you so much Kirstie. like I said like you all the stuff I wouldn't say you're an influencer that sells you know wigs eyelashes <laughs> any of that stuff you're known for your content yeah. and I know sometimes you say stuff like, oh, guys, read the caption. I know it's long, but sometimes I'm like, it's not long enough. <laughs> I <laughs> it know, needs to be I mean, more because it's just so, I'm just thinking about... it's so real, it's so true, yeah. and it's so relatable to so many people. And I, I know it changes, like I said, it could be one person, a thousand people, but it's 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 doing so many good things. I know that God has really put a blessing on you and Carl's life to really help people and use your experiences to really just better the community. So I just want to say thank you for that and um for anyone that is listening that they wants they want to connect with you or connect with carl or just you 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 two as a family where can they find you um so on instagram i'm cassie so c-a-s-s-i-e-x-1-x and carl's carl underscore loco so carl k-k-a-r-l underscore l-o-k-k-o and um, we have a youtube channel I might change the name, but for now, if you, it's called the Locked In Channel, L O K K E D I N. Um, we haven't got, haven't been posting content on there as much recently, but we're going to be doing a lot more family content um, now. So, yeah, so you can find me. All right, thank you so much for joining us today. And guys, like Cassie's giving you all of their handles, so please follow like subscribe <laughs> so that you know when their next video thank comes you so out much. and yeah just thank you so much for your thank time thank you thank you thank you so much